GBC Podcasts, local voices on demand. Hello, thanks for joining us for this special edition of Gibraltar Today, live from the Convent Christmas Fair. There are lots of people here already, even though, of course, it will pick up even more when school finishes and parents and grandparents bring their children in through the doors of the governor's residence. But there are already loads of people here. Uh, more than 30 stalls, lots of them charities, uh, some really good arts and crafts stalls as well. Um, we're going to be speaking to the likes of Cancer Relief, Young at Heart, there are many other uh, charities here uh, and, uh, and they'd love to hear from you as well if you can pop by in the course uh, of the afternoon. For thousands of Gibraltarians in Gibraltar, of course, today's event helps to put us into that Christmas mood, dare I say it, because there are still a few weeks ahead of us, but uh, it, there's very much a, a Christmas ambiente here, Christmas cards, Christmas decorations, Santa's grotto, uh, so, so there's definitely a, a lot there. Uh, for everyone, it's a, a fun community event, uh, because uh, at this time of the year in particular, we, help, we think about those people who need our help, those people uh, who are in need of that extra little bit of support, especially at an expensive time of the year. And uh, today's event will support three charities in particular. Father Charlie's Soup Kitchen, who do excellent work next to St. Teresa's Church, helping lots of people and, uh, and even more people than they used to because of the cost of living crisis of recent years. St. Vincent de Paul Society, of course, they're part of an international Christian voluntary network and they help tackle poverty by helping those people in need directly and with practical support. And the Society for the Visually Impaired, a charity, of course, helping anyone who lives with sight loss or sight difficulties. And I think we're going to try and speak to uh, Ellery now, who's one of uh, today's main organisers. Ellery Surrey, thank you so much for joining us live on Radio Gibraltar and on GBC Television. It's the Governor's residence, so he's given us all permission to be here. But it wouldn't have happened without you guys, the, the team of volunteers. We are here. Uh, yes, it is the Convent Christmas Fair not the committee's Christmas fair. We are here to assist the convent staff in putting on the fair, which we are delighted to do every year. It's such a wonderful occasion. Hard work, but well worth it, and for always very worthy causes. I felt for you a little bit this morning when I noticed that it had rained a little last night, and I thought, oh no, it wasn't supposed to rain. But now the sun is shining. Yes, well, the sh sun shines on the righteous, you see. That's <laughs> what it boils down to. And I think we've all been on our knees to be honest. Praying um, for, praying for, good for fine weather. Just dry weather, actually. Yeah. It, it matters not whether it's sunny, hmm. as long as it's dry, because people tend not to want to come out in the wet. It's easier, easier oh, to come out now no? and, and enjoy a little bit of that sort of late autumnal, early winter sunshine. Absolutely. So, just, I'm, I'm really glad for you. Uh, most of the event is indoors anyway, inside the convent, but you've got that little bit inside uh, the, the, the patio downstairs, which is yeah. lovely. Yes, the cloister has a very unique place uh, here. We, the, the cafe spills out onto the cloister. Uh, Father Charlie's cakes are out there as well, as he's selling for, for St. Teresa's again. The Red Cross will be selling their mince pies and mulled wine. And, of course... Father Christmas's grotto is down there, which is probably the most important thing in the whole fair. But, but staffed by elves, presumably. Oh, well, 
We not, do not Father have, Christmas we himself. We do have an elf, we, or two. Right. We have an elf or two. And as you know, Father Christmas is so very, very busy at this time of year. He actually asks people who look a bit like him to come and give him a hand. Part of the team. Part of the team. So we've got him here. We've got one here, a very well-respected member of the team. So we are very glad and very happy to oh, have amazing. Him. An official Santa team member. That's Absolutely. brilliant. Well, Absolutely. Well, congratulations, Ellery. Um, so, uh, you know, it, it's, it's kind of become a staple in our calendar. Um, it brings charities together and helps us to think about, in particular, those who are in need. And that's that's especially important at this time of the year, isn't it? Remembering people who are less fortunate than ourselves should always be a reminder. It should always come to the fore of our minds at this time of year. Um, because we are so fortunate, so many of us are so very, very fortunate. We can afford to come to places like this to spend our money for the benefit of other people. We can't all be doing stuff all the time for other people, so the way we help is collect money for other people to be doing it, to put stuff in place for, for the less fortunate. Now, I, I, I have uh, spent a while here sort of trying to take in the different organisations and, and, um, and, and uh, or, well, uh, some arts and crafts businesses, uh, lots of charities, but really th there are too many to mention by name. Oh, absolutely. Aren't we fortunate? <laughs> How do you go about assembling them? Uh, well, we open uh, in September. We send emails to uh, previous uh, stallholders uh, and anybody who's put their name forward sent an email in asking to be informed when the, when the, the list is open again and we advertise as well on um, on social, social media. media and in the press that if anybody wishes an application form there's an email which you can apply to then they all come in and the weeding is done basically on not too much reproduction of what every... We can't have loads of stalls selling exactly the same right. things. So we try Variety. and make it, yeah. And we try and have about 50-50 light commercial and charities. Light commercial we, meaning sort of so not a big... Cottage industry. Profit-making industry. Yeah, like yeah, a, yeah. Okay. Yeah. One-man band type sure, of, sure. of, of, of uh, businesses. And very talented as oh, well. Good heavens above. There are some deft-fingered people around here. <laughs> yeah, beautiful arts and crafts. Stunning. Absolutely stunning. The, the capabilities of the people running these stores absolutely astounds me. As somebody who's pretty useless at things like that, I so admire people who do do it. it it's amazing. The knitting, the crocheting, the sewing, the painting, um, quilting, patchwork. You know, yeah, you name lovely. it. Every skill under the sun is here, yeah. Neely. Yeah. It's stunning. More sort of unique present ideas and, and stocking fillers. Presents as a result that mean that little bit more. Mm. Because effort has gone into it. They're yeah. not mass produced. And the uniqueness. That is another thing, the uniqueness of handmade items. Well, Ellery, we know you're a very busy person today. 
Uh, thank you so much for giving us of your time. Can I just ask you, in short, what are you most looking forward to now that most of the hard work is done? What are you most looking forward to for the rest of the afternoon? Um, I think that cup of tea at the very end. <laughs> to be honest, well take, the, take the boots off and the cup of tea. Maybe while you enjoy, well, maybe the cup of tea while you enjoy the school choir and maybe the boots off afterwards. Oh, yeah, with the boots off after I get home. Believe okay. me, you do want, want me taking my boots off in public. Not after all the walking you've done around precisely. these parts. <laughs> Ellery, sorry, thank you so much for, for welcoming GBC Radio Gibraltar into uh, the Convent Christmas Fair as well. Well, thank you very much for coming. <laughs> and it's been delightful taking part. <laughs> Our pleasure. Thank you for joining us. Uh, so the Convent Christmas Fair is uh, is here at the Convent until about six o'clock this afternoon. Uh, some some highlights for you. Uh, we've heard there Santa's Grotto that opens at two, and uh, and we've got Saint Anne's Middle School Choir singing Christmas carols at half past five, which should be really special. And uh, if that doesn't get you into the Christmas spirit, I don't know what will. Uh, there's a raffle. There's a, a motorcycle that's kindly been donated by Bassadoni Motors, uh, and uh, for just two pounds you can get your name in the draw for a number of very special hampers that you can feast your eyes on as you come through into the governor's residence uh, so you've got until 6 30 i think to, to make the most of it um, we're going to talk now to uh, the fine people running calpe house which is of course uh, a home away from home. Um, it, it helps patients needing hospital treatment in the City of London and uh, the charity is represented here today by Deborah Huxley and also by the Executive Chairman Albert Boyer. Uh, good afternoon Albert, I ask you to, to stand nice and close to the microphone right. and um, how are you and, and, and how has the Convent Christmas Fair gone for you guys I, I, so far? I'm very well thank you Jonathan and thank you for having me on. Um, I think it's Fantastic! This is my first visit to uh, to a, a convent fair. Is it? Um, yeah, it's um, you know usually I'm here once ba a month, but I've never been. I haven't been able to. I, I'm very impressed, and I think it's uh, certainly from the Calpe House point of view, it's a great PR for us more than actually the money that we're going to raise. But it's a good way of seeing some of the patients that uh, we've had in Calpe House. Uh, it's a, nice of them to come and just to say hello to us. So really it's a great PR and I'm sure it is the same for all the other charities. Yeah. Excellent. And uh, what are the main things that Galpe House are, are working on at the moment? Well, I mean, we, you know, uh, Calpe House is, um, is very well supported. I mean, I've got to thank everybody that supports Calpe House uh, and that's from from the person in the street to the corporate sponsorships. Um, but of course, Calpe House is now the new, what I call the new buildings in Norfolk Square, are now six years old, and they're expensive to, to keep going. Um, so the sponsorship that we get and the support is very, very important. I'll give you one typical example. I mean, we are fully booked. We've got 36 rooms, suites as I call them, and they're constantly being used. Uh, one becomes vacant today and tomorrow we've got another patient. So Just, you can, If I can pause you there for a moment, remind our listeners and viewers, if you would, Albert, for those who are not familiar, who have the good fortune, perhaps, of not being familiar with Galpe House, when you say that those suites are, are, are full, who, 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 who are they full with? Well, the, the, the patients sent to London by the Gibraltar Health Authority for consultation or critical 
uh, critical treatment. So a lot and, of those people are poorly. Yeah, and and some of them are there just for a few days, but <laughs> there are patients that we have there who've been there for two years. Um, and Galpe House offers the home from home. Mm -hmm. uh, if you can imagine, you go to a hospital, uh, you get. Uh, bad, bad information or sad information and then you come back if you if Calpe House wasn't there you would go to a bed and breakfast where you know nobody uh, and you would have to suffer those um, periods of your life or on your own it, it, it makes a difficult time in your life that little bit easier no by yeah, removing yeah, one of the large concerns I mean, we've got uh, and, and thanks to GBC Open Day uh, we have a, a beautiful lounge which we call the GBC Open Day Lounge uh, and patients tend to meet there in the evening, they become friendly, they'll talk about their illness for a few minutes and then they're talking about Gibraltar mm -hmm. and, and everything else that goes on in Gibraltar. Also, they communicate between each other and they say, right, you do the cooking tonight and I'll do it tomorrow. Oh, that's nice. So it's a great community spirit. Um, and, you know, it's wonderful but, uh, uh, to be able to offer that to the people of Gibraltar. And, of course, I just want to say that Cowper House is not a government institution like mm -hmm. some people think it is. It belongs to the people of Gibraltar. It's a registered charity. It's a registered charity and it belongs to the people of Gibraltar. If the day ever uh, arrived that we didn't need to spend patience, um, then Carpe House would be sold and, and the money would be distributed between other charities in Gibraltar. But I don't think that day is going to be in my lifetime anyway. Mm. I mean, it's a, yeah, it would be a lovely thought, but unfortunately, uh, health concerns are real and, and people. Uh, as marvellous as the health authority is, sometimes need to go uh, oh, yeah. for that yeah. extra bit of expertise. Oh, 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 and we've got a wonderful staff. I mean, we've got a staff of 12 people, uh, and we're very fortunate to have them because they're all so, uh, so devoted to the jobs that they do and in helping the patients. Uh, and, you know, uh, it, it's really wonderful to be able to offer that care in addition to all the other uh, um, administration stuff that we have to do. Mm -hmm. Okay, Albert, and um, what would your message be for somebody who perhaps is listening to this or watching it uh, and uh, and considering coming down to the Convent Christmas Fair this afternoon or if they're watching it back tonight, um, how can they well, support Galpa House? Uh, well, I, I would say please calm down. Uh, we appreciate the support that we enjoy from the general public. This is a way of us being able to say thank you. Um, we've got a stall, I mean, it's, it's irrelevant what we're selling on the stall, but uh, the importance is that we're here and, and it's part of, a, of the PR. Let me just, to finish, um, tell you that we have looked after since 2018, when the new facilities opened, we have looked after 9,000 patients and escorts. Now, if you look at the That's total population number, yeah. of 30,000 people in our community, now, yeah, yeah. or 38,000 now, but 9,000 means that everybody in Gibraltar has been touched mm. somewhere by yeah, families or directly or directly absolutely so we welcome them here today uh, you know they, it's great to see so many charities here it's great to see how a small place like Gibraltar 
can support so many different charities and everybody does very well. So, yeah, thank you. Okay, Albert Bohi of Calpe House, thank you so much for joining us. Okay, thank you. This is a special edition of Gibraltar today, live from the Convent Christmas Fair. Uh, we're going to be talking to some of the charities represented here today. There are arts and crafts stalls selling beautiful uh, bits that uh, you might consider for your stocking or indeed as presents for your loved ones. Uh, and uh, we're going to tell you a little bit more uh, now about Blood Cancer Gibraltar. Uh, they're here represented uh, by their local branch and uh, I'm joined by Nadine Delgado. Um, good afternoon and, uh, and also Pepe, Pepe Valdaquino. Get nice and close to the microphone if you don't mind guys and, uh, and tell us a little bit about your organization. Well, um, Blood Cancer as is known today used to be blood wise, used to be leukemia before. Started in 1960 in Gibraltar. We are more research, our money goes more for research than what it is locally. Other charities do here. We, we don't compete with other charities. It's just for research. Um, it started in 1960 by, by Mr. Pedera and, and Mrs. Beryl Samit. Miss Samit is still in the committee and we have carried on from there and that's what we do. Okay, and, um, and, and this is an issue that's close to your heart, Pepe? Yeah, it is. Uh, most of us in the committee have had families that have had uh, uh, leukemia. In my case, it was my grandson who was a baby then. Today he's 17 years old. And doing well, no? Yeah, he's very well. There is success stories and uh, obviously by researching he has gone a long way to find solution or to find a cure, not cure, but uh, that people do not uh, keep stable with, uh, with leukemia and, uh, and therefore that's what we do. Brilliant. Uh, let's bring in Nadine. Uh, tell us a little bit about, um, for anyone visiting the Common Christmas Fair today, what have you guys put on? Yes, um, we've got lots of um, Christmas cards, um, decorations, baubles, and lots of um, uh, bubbles as well for the kids, and lots of things, and all the proceeds go to Blood Cancer UK, as Bebe has already told us. Yeah. Brilliant. Uh, so, so uh, in particular, you're, you're looking forward to, I suppose, 3.34, when the school children uh, finish and, 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 and can make their way over here with their loved ones, no? Yes, that's right. We're ready and waiting for everybody. We've got our card reader as well, <laughs> and yeah, we've got our stocks ready to replenish. I give it no like in a short space of time like we've gone from now from paying for everything with cash yeah. to now every everywhere like even with respect to like a, just a, a charity stall you've got your own card readers people can can easily donate there are no excuses no, not to. No excuses yeah we found it really useful in the flag day for example yeah. like, I don't have cash so don't worry well, we've got can't you. Get away from us, yeah. <laughs> well, actually normally react very favorably with all, yeah. all charities and yes. that is something it's a plus to us for sure it, it doesn't happen anywhere else in the world I think it's more here that people do donate to all charities mm -hmm. uh, some charities are more known than others uh, but obviously we are one of them and people do donate to to the all charities I, I think it's something that is unique to us mm -hmm. And, and have you guys had a chance, maybe before it started, to walk around and, and talk to some of the other charities that are represented here today? Yeah, uh, 
Yes, I, I normally get very well along with, a, 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 especially with the prostate cancer charities. Uh, I've got very good relations with them. Uh, we have to mention the cancer relief, I think they do an excellent job. Amazing people, yeah. And, uh, and they cater for all uh, cancer patients. <laughs> And we are not in competition with any. I think that we are just there more so that research is carried out so that we can find at least a, there is no redemption on, 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 on blood cancer. We can cancer is very wide. It's about nearly 130 of main, four main ones. But uh, uh, it's one of the most... Uh, killers in, in Australia mm. is, I think, it's the second highest right. in blood cancer. Uh, here we have some people with, with blood cancer, but we are lucky enough that we have a very successful story. And as always, um, an early diagnosis is that the is, best you can hope for yeah, in those circumstances. And I think that the GSA is doing a, very, a, a good job on that as well. I mean, with a new system that are uh, implemented on, on cancer, not only for blood cancer, but for other cancers, uh, uh, which blood cancer is one of them, uh, I think it's, we are, I'm, I'm ne we're never satisfied, but I think that we are in the right way, that are, uh, in the right direction, that uh, I, I think that uh, is more well known worldwide what the blood cancer is. Yeah. And, and when people come up to your stall today, is there a little bit about uh, a little bit of talk uh, about the charity and what blood cancer is and, and the impact it's had, Nadine? Yes, definitely. Um, we've had people coming and sharing their stories, wanting advice, and sometimes they just want to hear our stories because obviously we're all very much affected by blood cancer, which is why we're in the committee. Mm. So people like to hear that you know there is life after that diagnosis. Sure. You know how to survive and how to keep going with a, a normal life or as, as normal as possible. It's important to share those stories, isn't yeah. it? Not to give people hope and, and, and direction no, at a it difficult is, time. It is, because the first thing you hear is blood cancer or leukemia, myeloma, lymphoma, and then yeah. sometimes there is no cure, mm. which is a very, very hard to, to grasp. So, so it's living so with? It's living with it, exactly. And which is why we, we raise money, because we need these, um, these medicines and treatments to, to get better, to be less invasive and for people to have a better quality of life. And increasingly, that, that there's more that can be done to, 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 to be able to live better with, yeah. with a cancer that, diagnosis. That's what it is, actually. Uh, the, the research have, have, have proven that the, with a with the method that they've introduced, people are, are living longer. Uh, my grandson, for example, is clear that what the, the, the people of Gibraltar are really out because most of the, if not the whole of Gibraltar came out when he had uh, uh, when he was a baby and he had blood cancer uh, to see if they could be a donor no? yeah for stem was it stem, stem cells stem no? uh, yeah nowadays Beautiful. you can even use your own stem cells yeah as a, even even once you have blood cancer, right. they can use yours. So, so, so medicine uh, progresses, and, exactly. and that's why you guys want investment in yeah. R&D, no? research and development. Exactly. Exactly. And, and, and if you get it initially quicker, if you diagnose quicker, uh, what, like every other cancer, I suppose, uh, diagnose quicker is better that, that, that you get the treatment that you really require for not to find it, maybe not a cure, but at least to prolong your life well. What's your grandson's name, Pepe? J uh, Julian. 
Okay, shout out to him. <laughs> I hope he enjoys his day. Uh, thank you so much to you both. Uh, on behalf of Blood Cancer Gibraltar Branch, uh, thank you to Pepe Valdaquino and Nadine Delgado. Thank, thank you for you joining us. Thank you very much. Best of luck for the rest of the day. Gibraltar Today with Jonathan Scott. Thank you for joining us. We're live from the convent today. It's the Convent Christmas Fair, a special edition of Gibraltar today, live on Radio Gibraltar and on GBC Television. Lovely to be here. Thank you for being here with us. Uh, there are three main beneficiaries uh, of today's event, Father Charlie's Soup Kitchen, St. Vincent de Paul Society, and the Society for the Visually Impaired. Now, of course, the convent is not just a place of well, which is steeped in history and tradition, but it's also the place where we kickstart this year's Christmas festivities. And who better uh, to, to guide us through it all than today's host, the Governor, Sir David Steele. Good afternoon, Sir David. Um, as you host what is said to be your final convent Christmas fair, um, what role do you think it, it plays in our community? Well, Jonathan, I think uh, a number of roles. A, as you so wonderfully said, it kickstarts the Christmas festivities. When I first came here, people said to me the Christmas had not started without the convent fair. Um, secondly, it brings the community together, and um, which is brilliant. I mean, this community is so tight anyway, but to bring them in together in the convent um, is a magnificent thing. And thirdly, of course, the three charities you've mentioned, those are my choices this year. Ah, right. I'll never forget going to, from, during COVID, I was invited around to see the, um, the charity for the visually impaired. Very small charity looking after a lot of people who have real difficulties because they have lack of sight. And I was so impressed with them. I wanted one of those very small charities to benefit from whatever funds we raise today. Excellent. Um, okay, so uh, when you open the doors, as you have done today, to your residents, the convent, what, what, um, what are the challenges? What do you enjoy most? Oh, I just like meeting people. I mean, there was a very, very weeny young lady in a beautiful tartan frock hanging on to the metal doors before she came in, shaking them. Testing their structural integrity. <laughs> she wanted to get in. I think she was after Santa Claus more than anything. Okay. But for me, because half of my job is behind the scenes, in an office, punching on a keyboard, doing the policy work, sometimes I feel that I'm not out in the community enough. And remembering when I first got here, I had 18 months of that with the advent of convent of COVID and then and then its uh, dissipation eventually. So to me, this is really important to meet people and to be able to say Happy Christmas. Brilliant. Um, now, you mentioned there sort of your, your, your um, the policy work, the, the stuff that you do behind the scenes. Uh, we are here to talk to you principally about the Common Christmas Fair, but, but let me ask you about two of the matters that GBC has been reporting on in recent days. And firstly, the treaty, our future relationship with the European Union and importantly Spain. That has been um, in the news again because, of course, uh, the British and Spanish foreign ministers met in Brussels. Um, what, what's your, uh, what can you tell us uh, about where we are and how far remains? Well, I think um, how you've been reporting it, both in the uh, television media and also in the print media, is spot on. We are so close to coming to an agreement, principally, of course, in this for the foremost time with Spain, and we just have a few hurdles to get across. It seems to me that every party now 
is willing to get this over the line. And if we can get it over the line, at least with an agreement in principle by Christmas, well, for me, I think that's the greatest Christmas present that all of us can receive, that agreement to move forward to final treaty and then implementation. And speaking personally, after fighting with this for the last three and a half years, to be able to walk out of Gibraltar in a few months' time, knowing that there is a future laid out for Gibraltar, uh, it'll fill my heart. Absolutely wonderful. So I'm pretty convinced where there's a will, there's a way. Nothing is agreed until everything is agreed. All those sayings, but I think we're on the cusp of something that's going to happen. So you think it's at least a possibility that it could be done by Christmas, otherwise you wouldn't have mentioned it. And no, I think all the, all the parties involved now want to get this at least agreed in principle Maybe a few tinkering, tinkerings around the edges, but agreed in principle, hopefully by Christmas, so that we can move on to uh, drafting the final parts of the treaty before Easter of next year. And, and some people in Gibraltar have got a little bit nervous um, about the discussion about the airport, joint use versus enhanced use. What would you say to anyone who is feeling a little bit anxious about what a, a treaty agreement could mean? Well, I will only say what the Chief Minister has said repeatedly, and the British government has said repeatedly, this has to be a good treaty for Gibraltar, as well as it is for Spain. And I'm absolutely convinced, and I hope that Spain has the courage to embrace its own convictions on delivering this area of shared prosperity. I absolutely am committed to the concept of that area of shared prosperity. It's a win-win for both, both places. And the other news item that um, has had your name sort of uh, in, in, in the story was uh, this letter delivered to you by the former chairman of the Police Federation asking you to, to consider a number of matters in respect of police whistleblowers. What can you tell us about that? Well, I, I think I, I can't say very much about that, Jonathan, because there's still a lot of investigation going on, especially into this whole subject of whistleblowers. But I think the one thing I really want to say at this very moment... Hello, excuse me a second. I just, Hi. Uh, nice time. Uh, for it somebody is. who is <laughs> listening to us on Radio Gibraltar, Sir David Steele has just been complimented on his, his lovely tie, tie yeah. which is, which is really which sad. Is a because point. you're not wearing a tie <laughs> and I'm feeling your sartorial inelegance today is, is just bemusing I me. I feel that that young man was spot on. He, he looked at us both yeah, and he said, but this tie. gentleman knows how to dress for the occasion. <laughs> we better talk to the chief executive of GVC. <laughs> but if I may finish what we were saying, um, uh, I'm not going to say much about that. I just want to stop for a moment and say something about the Royal Gibraltar Police. I think policing in the 21st century is one of the most difficult occupations there can be, made even more difficult by living in a community where the police officer lives next to everybody else. I take my hat off to every officer in the Royal Gibraltar Police for the, for the work they do to keep us safe. 
24 hours a day, 365 days of the year. They are astonishing, and they stand up and represent what is good about Gibraltar. Yes, there are difficulties. There are difficulties in the police force in the United Kingdom, America, France, wherever. But Gibraltar is tackling them, and under the, under the guidance of the Commissioner, they are turning the Royal Gibraltar Police around into something which the people of Gibraltar need to be very proud. I am immensely proud about the Royal Gibraltar Police, and I wish them all, because they're going to be on duty on Christmas, I wish them a very happy Christmas. Okay, um, so David, if we can bring the uh, conversation back to uh, the Common Christmas Fair, which brings us here today. Um, what could you tell us about the, the venue itself, the convent? Um, you, you've lived here now for, uh, for a number of years. Uh, when people walk around it, what, what features should they be looking out for and what makes it particularly special? Well, I, uh, what I find amazing about the convent, it's been here since 1500. Where we're standing at the moment is part of the King's Chapel, which was built in about 1534. America wasn't even founded. <laughs> Australia wasn't even founded. But this, and I still think it, I'm pretty sure, Jonathan, it's the oldest British overseas mission in the world. Uh, and I think Gibraltar loves the convent. Yes, it's the governor's home. Yes, it happens to house a bit of the Foreign and Commonwealth Office. But what I love about it most is that people in Gibraltar call it their home as well. And I absolutely love opening the doors. Look at the number of people we've got here today, just coming in, enjoying the ambience, being in the old chapel, now the ballroom, and just having this very special part right in the heart of the city. I think it's magnificent. Two last questions, if I can. Um, when you uh, when people come down here uh, as they will for the rest of the afternoon I'm thinking about the uh, Christmas carols at 5:30 this afternoon in particular um, what would you say is the importance of coming together over the Christmas period and supporting those in need I think it's um magnificent. The charity activities in Gibraltar are quite astonishing. They leave me awestruck. The number of people that participate for other people. Brilliant. At this time of year, although it's a time of happiness and joy, I'd quite like to stop for a moment and think about those who don't have happiness and joy and how lucky we are in Gibraltar. And I'm going to do the biggest name drop I've ever done in my life. As you know, Fabian and I had the privilege of going to meet the Pope and we told him about Gibraltar and he said, Gibraltar is unique. The culture of harmony between religions, faiths and understandings must be, as he said, conserved, preserved and treasured. And that's the message I hope will be um, adopted by everybody in Gibraltar this year. We are very lucky in Gibraltar and time to reflect upon those who are not quite so lucky in, the, in Ukraine and of course obviously in the Middle East at the moment. And uh, when you pass the baton on to your successor sometime in 2024, uh, I imagine there'll be a, a handover note, uh, perhaps a little more than that, but, but what will the, the handover say about the significance of the Convent Christmas Fair? I, I don't think I'll talk about 
the convent fair. I will talk about the people of Gibraltar because at the end of the day, what has made me so happy here has been the lovely people of Gibraltar. And I think if he has that ringing in his mind when he takes over the baton, and it is a he on this occasion, yes. when he takes over the baton, then I don't think he can fail. When you've got the support and the kindness of the people of Gibraltar behind you, you simply can't fail. Lovely. Sir David Steele, Governor of Gibraltar, thank you so much for joining us and thank you for allowing us to be part of this special event today. My pleasure, Jonathan, thank you. This is Gibraltar Today, broadcasting live from the convent, the Governor's residence, and we're talking to a lot of the charities and organisations represented here today, uh, raising a little bit of money uh, for the... Um, for their own causes, uh, some of them as well cottage industries are making lovely Christmas arts and crafts uh, and uh, we're going to talk now uh, to, let me see if I can change my notes to, uh, okay, uh, the round table, uh, responsible for Santa's Grotto if I'm not yes. mistaken. Good afternoon Jonathan, how are you? Very well James, how are you? Good, good, yes, um, the round table, um, we've been organising a Santa's Grotto now for, oh, must be at least 20 years, certainly as long as we can remember. Um, what we do is um, we've got very good contacts with Santa, so Santa's agreed to come down hopefully in the next um, 15 minutes to half an hour. A direct phone line or a WhatsApp message? I or? can't tell you my secrets, okay. Jonathan. Santa's told me, you know, it's fair very enough. good. Top yeah, secret. Top secret. Yeah, 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 Santa, we, if not, be inundated. So, yeah, we've got a Santa sleigh downstairs, and we should hopefully be having some elves, and we'll be giving out some gifts for the children, and obviously photos can be taken. So, um, yeah, we just hope that um, it'll be busy. And Promises to be especially busy then when, when, when uh, school's out, no? After, exactly, after yeah. I imagine our busy time will be after 3.30. But even now, I've just walked around and there's already children queuing up. So, so, so yes, it's going to be a, a busy time. For somebody uh, listening or watching this um, who is not familiar with the Roundtable, tell us a little bit about okay. the organisation. Yeah, Roundtable, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a community um, of, of young men. Um, when I say young men, between the ages of 18 to 45. Um, yeah, that, that's young in my book. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's young. Um, we we meet up on a, on a monthly basis, and what we do is we um, we do a lot of community events. This is obviously one of them. We also do a Santa pool, which we're doing this weekend. So if you're down Main Street, you'll be seeing Santa again being um, being pulled up and down Main Street. Um, very recently, we organised um, a horse racing event, and we raised a significant amount of money for kidney care. So it's basically it's having it's doing charity, but also having fun as well. So it's it's we have talks and we have. All sorts of things so yeah if anybody's interested we're always looking for for more members lovely okay uh, and uh, and how important is it to form part of community events like this one well for me it's paramount you know we all live in a small community it's it's um it's hard work but it's a very very rewarding process i mean there's for me there's nothing better than seeing children's eyes light up as, the, as they see santa coming in so for, it's, it special, is very rewarding. special moments it huh? is it is and you can't it's priceless brilliant well we'll try and capture some of those on camera um okay and uh, are there any so so you raise money for uh, different projects for different exactly, uh, yeah. any particular that you'd like to sort of name that you've supported recently well, or well, thinking as, of supporting well, well as I said um, we, we've literally done a horse race uh, horse racing event uh, must have been I don't know three or four weeks ago and that money um, was raised for kidney care in Gibraltar usually the president of Roundtable he decides what charities um, that he wants to raise for and and like I said we, we raised a significant amount of money for them but we've done you know a huge number of charities um, throughout, throughout our years it depends where the need are. If you're a charity or, a, or, or, or someone that feels as though you could do with some funds, please feel uh, 
um, please feel free to contact us and, and we may be able to organise an event and get some manuals for you. Uh, James, what's the best way to contact the Roundtable? Um, we've, got a, we've got a website which is um, from memory www.roundtable.gi there is a section there where you can contact us and um, and um, we will get the message so you can certainly um, access our website. Alright, James Linane of Roundtable Gibraltar, thank you so much and uh, can I ask you, are you feeling in the Christmas spirit now? Of course, Jonathan. There's nothing more Christmassy than, than being here today. It, it really does feel like it, doesn't it? Does, it? it does, it does. It's excellent. Thanks and good luck for the rest of the yeah. day and, and, and good on you for making Santa happen for today. For thank you very much. And you guys at GBC do an excellent job. So. Well, that's very kind of you. Okay, thank, thank you very you, much, James You can come back soon. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye for now. Uh, James and Aina of Roundtable Gibraltar speaking to us. Uh, we're live from the convent for a special edition of Gibraltar today, live on Radio Gibraltar and also on GBC television. Now, uh, I don't know if uh, we'll have uh, the good fortune of speaking to one or two more guests in the next few minutes, but I wanted to say um, that we're we, we, we really enjoyed the Cultural Awards last night. So many young Gibraltarians creating beautiful work and um, really going for it, uh, it, it, away from Gibraltar on occasion, pursuing their passions in culture and art. And um, it, it's made me realize that I, for one, need to catch up with some of their clearly very impressive work. So congratulations to them all. And uh, a special mention, of course, to Christian Hook uh, for his very uh, amazing uh, award and recognition and also to Albert Hammond, recipient of the Ministry of Culture Lifetime Achievement Award. 360 million records, just mind-blowing, in two different languages. Spanish is important to speak, make sure we keep speaking it. Uh, okay, uh, we're going to have, I think, one more chat before we round up. Uh, thank you to Bianca Yo, come in, don't be shy, Bianca. Uh, get nice and close to the microphone, this one. Uh, Bianca represents Cancer Relief. Uh, tell us, uh, how, how's today gone for you so far? It's been really good. It's, it's lovely being with the community, being with a lot of different people and everyone in nice spirits because of the bank Christmas stuff. So it's, it's a really nice day for all. You were braver than I. I thought about wearing my Christmas jumper and I thought, oh, maybe it's too soon. It well, isn't, no? It's never too soon. <laughs> it's a little bit of warm, yeah. but not too soon. <laughs> a bit too hot, but not too soon. Fair enough. Yeah, good point. Um, okay, so tell us a little bit about what people might expect uh, from your stall here. From our stall, we've, we've been very lucky that we've had lots of people donate goods for us because obviously we're a charity. We're so We've got succulents, we've got crochet that, um, goods that have been donated to us, we've got loads of goodies that have been baked, so from Rocky Road to shortbreads to mantecavos, which are very popular, yes. I had, I had my They're first really one good. of the season last night. <laughs> True so, story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we've got a little bit of everything, Christmas cards, jewellery, handcrafted jewellery, very nice stuff. Brilliant. And uh, is it also sort of a, a, a moment where you talk a little bit about the work, that, the excellent work that Cancer Relief does? Actually, I, I was just pulled over at this very moment. I was speaking to, to one of our actual, actual users at the moment and they were giving us some feedback. So that's really nice to be able to, to speak to the people and help them out. And some people as well some who haven't used your services and don't know that this service is there for them as well. It's not just for the patient, but also for everyone affected by cancer. So family, colleagues, anyone. You do amazing, amazing work. Uh, thank you so much. For, well, thank you. On behalf of all of the many families, sadly, that uh, require your assistance, but thank you for, for being so lovely and doing such amazing work. It's our pleasure. With it. Thank um, you. Right, one last reason for yep. people to come down to see you today at the convent. Ooh. 
Sí, a oh, to, see, to see other well, the, the ambiente, the, yeah, the ambiente, the small wine, there's loads of cakes, mince pies, mince pies mantecados, mantecados <laughs> there's loads of goodies, there's loads right. of Christmas presents, stocking fillers. Bit of everything, bit, right. bit, bit for everyone as well, for yeah. kids, adults, everyone. Well, Bianca, for Cancer Relief, thank you so much for joining us and uh, good luck for the rest of the afternoon. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thanks. All right, that's where we're going to wrap up, um, pun intended, uh, this special edition of Gibraltar Today, broadcast live from the Convent Christmas Fair. On behalf of our cameraman, Willie, uh, our, our broadcast assistant, Naomi, the whole team at Broadcasting House, our producer, Kellyanne Borge, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for listening to those highlights from Gibraltar today. I'm Kelly M. Borge, the show's producer. We're live on Radio Gibraltar Monday to Friday from 1 to 2, getting behind the headlines. And you can catch up here whenever you like. Until next time, have a good one. GBC Podcasts. Local voices on demand.